0: hundreds of clients, to bring you what's working now conversations. I'm pulling back the curtain to bring you real stories from real people, including myself. We're going to talk about everything from how to get clarity on your vision, creating systems so you can automate and delegate, how to hire a kick-ass team that creates raving, returning and referring clients.
1: Hi there. Welcome to episode one hundred and four of Business Your Way. Instead of Sandra introducing this week's episode, you have myself on the mic and I'm talking about my favourite episode of Business Your Way. But before I get into that, let me introduce myself. I'm Linda Stevenson of LJS Creative Services and I'm a member of Sandra's podcast team. My role here is as podcast editor slash manager, which involves taking the raw audio, adding intros, outros and music, along with any intermission voiceovers. I make sure the overall conversation flows well and sounds good when you listen in your car or on your daily walk or wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. I also create the audiograms and I update the social graphics to promote each episode on the various platforms. This means that Sandra can focus on recording great content and she gets to hand off all the other moving parts to her podcast team, knowing that we're all communicating together to have each episode go out on time. We're like a well-oiled machine. If you'd like to hand over any or all parts of your own podcast, or you're thinking of starting your own, please get in touch, and you can find all my links in the show notes. Now, to my favourite episode... The one I'm going to highlight today is episode 78, which is eight essential tools for every small business. There are so many tools out there these days, and I don't know about you, but I totally get hung up on shiny object syndrome. Is there a better, shinier tool out there? If there is, I'm bound to be looking at it. In this episode, Sandra recommends the essential tools that you really need for your business with a few options to give you the choice to see what is right for you at the stage of business that you're at. This made me feel comforted and way more in control. To have a list of tools that are essential means you can forget about all the other shinier options out there and just get on with your daily business tasks and make your moolah rather than spending it on tools that you don't really need. Okay, then that's enough from me, and here's the episode. Today, I'm
0: going to be diving into the world of systems, my favorite topic, because systems are the backbone of any business, big or small. Systems are how you get your business from that small solopreneur to a larger organization, if that's the track that you're going to take. Your business systems are the tools, the processes, and the people that keep things running smoothly and efficiently. Behind the scenes of any business, of any successful business, of any size, are good systems. So in this mini-series, we're going to explore the different elements of efficient systems and how they work together to create a cohesive and effective operation for you as my small business owner. We'll look at the importance of having the right tools in place, the value of having clear and efficient processes, and the role of people in managing and optimising your systems. So whether you're a business owner, a agency manager, or simply curious about how systems work inside of a business, this episode is for you. We're really looking at that small business. So anything between kind of three and 10 people, we're going to really have examples around that you could even call it a micro-business if you like. So if you're ready to get all geeky with me, let's dive into the world of systems. Alrighty, first we're going to dive into the tools. As I was planning this series, it was hard to know whether to start with processes or tools. I kind of sat on that and ummed and art about it for a wee while but I suppose it, it doesn't really matter because at the end of this mini-series you'll understand how the tools, the processes and the people work together to create the smooth operation that is your business behind the scenes that allows you to do amazing work with your clients. When it comes to managing and optimising systems, there are a variety of tools to help make the process easier and more efficient. Some of the most popular tools include things like a project management software, CRM software, online accounting, communication tools, and that's just to name a few. It is these tools that allow us to do more with less time. You know back 20 odd years ago when I was starting out in my business, yes we had software but it was all proprietary software and sharing tools wasn't really that easy. We had to have a network system which you know took quite an investment of money and once you got that networked up, you had to be physically in the office to access that software. Nowadays, we have got options to do anything that we choose, and it's all available from wherever we want to work. The automation and the AI behind the tools is just getting smarter and smarter and smarter. You know, I remember back when we were putting our accounting software in place, It only worked on the network, in the office. We had to have the bank statements in front of us. We had to load all of the transactions manually into the software and then we had to manually reconcile it. Nowadays with software like Xero, half of that work is already done for you. Yes, we have to put the transactions in, but again. The software can simply read the receipt or read the invoice that we've uploaded, create the transaction, ask us to check it, and then reconcile it. The time spent on accounting has significantly reduced. So I digress. So what I want to take you through first is like a number of the different tools that you could be using inside your business to create efficiency, consistency, and get your operation running really smoothly. So the first piece of software that I would highly recommend any service provider having is a project management tool. So this type of software allows your team to collaborate, to track your progress on how you're doing with your projects for your clients, and it allows you to keep on top of your tasks and your deadlines, as well as see the bigger picture of what's going on across the whole project. Examples of popular project management software include Asana, Trello, Basecamp, ClickUp is a one that's become really popular really quickly in in most recent times. But my all-time favorite project management tool, which you have heard me talk about over and over and over again on the podcast, is Monday.com. Now, as you can imagine, in my event agency, I have tried all kinds of project management software. We started off in a spreadsheet because that was easy to share. Then we elevated to, I can't even remember, I think we tried Microsoft Project. Uh, Then we tried an event-specific tool that was starting to emerge out of the event market. And that really didn't cut the mustard either. So until I found monday.com, we were using tools which were the traditional waterfall-type philosophy when it came to project management. And it was all just about managing your tasks, subtasks, and the the tasks that relied on others. They call them dependencies in the project management world. But that linear kind of project management, it just... It felt clunky. So when I found Monday.com, it was a real game changer. It meant that it was visually appealing. We could organise all of our tasks the way that we wanted to. We could customise each of the columns in our project management plan to be exactly what we wanted it to be. We could write notes against each task and have conversations with the team inside of those tasks. So I am a huge fan of Monday.com. I've also, you know, put my toe into Asana and whilst that is really popular by lots of you know small business owners, because it has a free um a subscription that goes with it. I find that Asana is still very water flow. It manages your tasks and your subtasks and your deadlines. But I wanted software that did much more than that. So implementing project management software, I've also implemented this monday.com for other clients who have accessed my specialty on a VIP day. So if that's something that you're interested in, you can head on over to my website, work with me, and you'll see all the details there around how I can help you implement monday.com in your business with a with a VIP day, all done in a day kind of thing. Alrighty, let's move on. The second piece of software that I would highly recommend small businesses operating is CRM so customer relationship management software which can help you manage your customer information it helps you track your leads it automates the sales process and then you can also see your signed contracts and how you're delivering you know across that spectrum some examples of specific CRM software for service providers in particular are like Dubsado, HoneyBook, Willow Space, and HubSpot. Now HubSpot does a whole lot of other things as well, um, but I think it's, its humble beginnings were back in the CRM space. Don't quote me on that. But again, my favourite tool for this is Monday.com. I have set up boards in monday.com, which track my leads. It lets me know where I'm up to with the leads, what kind of dollar value the leads are, uh, where we're up to in the uh, process of the leads reaching out, making initial contact. Have I had a consult call with them or a strategy call with them? Are they interested in a proposal? Have I sent the proposal? are they signing off on it? So I track everything in monday.com. If the proposal is accepted, once I mark it off in monday.com, it automates a new client contract. I've got a client contract board. It automates a line over on that board. It transfers the information over that I need And then I can upload a copy of the signed contract, I can mark the date that the contract was signed, I can schedule out when all of the invoices are due to go to the client, I can keep track of how much money that we've signed off so I get a current snapshot of all of our dollar value of our sales and whether their invoice has been sent. It sets me a reminder so I know when to send their next invoice and it does all beautiful things like that. Because if you're running a service-based business like me and you're working on big projects with clients, uh, sometimes the the cost of the project will be over milestone invoices. So it might be three or five invoices that you're sending your client over a six-month period when you're working with them. If you're doing smaller things for your clients like Maybe you are building a website, it might be 50% upfront and 50% on completion. So your invoicing is really simple, but you want to know, have you sent it? Yes. What is the value of it? It's this. All of that I track in monday.com and it works so well for me. I, I can't even tell you. So I don't have to learn how to use a different CRM software. Alrighty, number three, because I've got nine recommendations for you, the third recommendation of must-have software for your knowledge-based service business is accounting software. Well, actually, any business needs accounting software. So keeping track of your money can be automated with software like Xero or QuickBooks or MYOB. They all now provide a software as a service type tools for you to use. And I think they're all relatively reasonably priced, like I haven't looked into the cost of QuickBooks or MYOB because I'm a complete zero fan. But this means that you no longer have to spend hours messing around with your spreadsheets or keeping your receipts in a shoebox before you have to give them to the accountant at the end of the year to do your tax returns and your annual financial statements. You upload everything, including your receipts, into Xero, it automatically pulls through your bank account transactions, and you can then just simply reconcile them. You can run your own profit and loss reports, your own balance sheet reports, you can dive into all kinds of things. So, must have is accounting software, and I highly recommend Xero for small business owners. If you are like solopreneur and there's just you and you're a freelancer, you're probably not listening to this podcast. But if you are, then something like Henry is probably going to be better for you. All righty, recommendation number four, communication tools. Now, I think communication tools in this day and age are highly effective way of communicating as a team. So whether you are a team which is in a physical office or whether you're a team like mine and we're all remote or maybe it's something of a bit of a hybrid you have an office but people work remotely and but you never the team is never in the same place all the time. Communication tools such as Slack or Zoom or Microsoft Teams these allow your team to collaborate, share information and stay connected in real time. So we used to use Slack, but I I don't know about 2 years ago, I suppose I upgraded to Zoom and I streamlined my tools. And I was like, what tool can I use? that will allow me to do everything that we're currently doing with three different pieces of software, but how can I condense them into one? So because we had our phone system in the cloud, we were using uh, Slack for chat and we were using Zoom for meetings. And when I really looked at what kind of provider could bring all of this together for me and make it super easy so I didn't pay different subscriptions for different services and then it would be easy for my team to just have this one piece of software to do multiple things, we looked into Zoom. So now we use Zoom for our Zoom meetings, so our virtual meetings with our clients or our virtual team meetings, uh, for our phone service. So all, we have one number, anyone can call this one number and then they can dial the extension and get any one of my team members who are located all around the country. So I really love that. We can just advertise our one phone number and then they get to choose who they talk to once they dial in. And then my team can use the Zoom phone either on their computer or on their mobile phone. And they don't have to use their personal phones for making business calls. They can simply use the Zoom phone and make those external calls. They don't have to give out their mobile number. Everyone can call the office number. And it just gets to them, so it's a beautiful thing. We also use the team chat function in Zoom, and it works exactly the same way as Slack. You can create channels, uh, you can invite people to channels, so you can have channels for different things. We have channels for different clients. We also have channel, you know, for our our general oaha chat like if we were in the office and just sitting next to each other would have a small talk we have a channel for that and then we can chat personally with each other if we want to take that route as well so it works exactly the same way as slack we can invite external people into our zoom channels and chat with them so We have created client channels, invited clients in, and we've done all of our communication through a Zoom chat channel. So I think in this day and age, communication tools is one of those important software pieces that would be really valuable for your team to stay connected even when you are not in the office, if you have an office at all. Alrighty, recommendation number five is digital file repository. Saving all of your digital files and your digital assets in a central repository with an orderly way to save huge amounts of time when you are looking for a file or you want to share files with your team or contractors or clients or whatever that might be. You might want to consider Google Drive Dropbox, Microsoft, OneDrive or SharePoint. They're kind of similar products but different. Any of those, there are others on the market. These are the most popular ones. Put all of your files into a cloud-based repository where you can access them when you need and you can share files easily. I'm not a fan of Dropbox for sharing Word documents or Excel spreadsheets or anything like that because you can't edit them simultaneously in a Dropbox. Unlike Google Drive and Microsoft SharePoint, you can have more than one person inside of that document and it syncs both their changes simultaneously and it's great for collaborating on a document even when you're in it at the same time. You can see the other person typing in their additions in real time. It is great. So I highly recommend having that digital file repository for all of your digital files, your assets, but not only having it, organizing it in a way that makes it easy for your team to find files. There's nothing worse than wasting time trying to find something you know exists, but you just can't find it because you don't know where it's been saved, either where you saved it last or whether where someone else in your team saved it. So getting that digital filing system really smoothed out, really streamlined, getting an SOP in place so Everyone knows exactly where they should be saving, what type of files. All right, recommendation number six is an email autoresponder. Email marketing is alive and well, and having an autoresponder makes it easy to communicate with your clients and your potential clients. So when you're starting out, you might consider something like, It's free like maybe MailChimp or easy to use like ConvertKit but as your business needs to evolve it might need something a little bit more sophisticated in which case something like ActiveCampaign might be the better way to go. Creating a email list is another asset of your business. It allows you to stay connected with your clients and your potential clients for you to create content that establishes yourself as an authority in the marketplace. And having an email autoresponder makes email marketing and staying connected with those clients and potential clients just a lot more easier. I wanted to jump in here really quickly and ask you for a big favor. If you are loving this podcast and this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend, or even better yet, jump over onto Instagram and share it on your stories. Don't forget to tag me, I'm sandrajulian.co. That really is the best way for others to find out about this podcast, and I thank you in advance. Alrighty, back to the episode. Alright, recommendation number seven. Social Media Content Scheduler. Now again, this is completely optional, but if you have added social media to your marketing plan and you are regularly creating content for social media, you might want to consider having a social media content scheduler. Now I know that if you're using Facebook or Instagram, Facebook especially has a scheduler built into it you can go directly into Facebook you can schedule out all of your posts either to your business page or to your group if you if you operate a Facebook group it allows you to do that all on platform but if you want to streamline the way that you are posting to social media then a content scheduling software would be the way to go There are so many options now available in the marketplace, but you might want to consider tools like Later. Later is what we currently use to schedule out all of our social media posts. You could use Hootsuite. That is a tool that we used to use before we switched over to Later. Later provided us with more functionality for slightly less in in price. Other ones you might want to consider a buffer. Meat Egger is another one that I know exists out there. So there, there is lots. Do your research. Choose the one that is right for you. And then you can set and forget your content. So instead of having to worry about posting daily, you can just do set it up on one day of the week and it will schedule all your posts out for the rest of the week. So you can batch create your social media content, which then makes it feel as though you're not on the hamster wheel of continuously creating content. That is exhausting. Recommendation number eight is an appointment booking software. This in of itself is a game changer. You can eliminate the back and forth emails between your leads or your clients with a smart appointment booking software like Calendly or Acuity or SavvyCal. You can also get some of these features inside of your CRM software these days. So if you're using Willow Space, I think Dubsado does it. I definitely know that 17 Hats does it as well. They all do varying degrees of a calendar booking system. I definitely know HubSpot does it as well. I personally like Calendly, it lets me do everything I need to do. It is easy to use, I can customize what I need within it. It is cost effective, even to use as a team, it is super cost effective. It integrates with an array of other software so you know you can use it in conjunction with other software tools that you have got. So I would highly recommend you know if you are always looking to book those client calls or book those uh, discovery calls with potential customers having an appointment booking software allows them to get into your calendar while you're not even at your desk. It was such a game changer when I found, you know, this tool and I use it every day. So recommendation number eight probably should be up the list higher, but these, this list is in no particular order, so don't think that you need these software tools in this order. If that was so, I would probably have recommendation eight of this you know, appointment booking software, I would have that way up the list, I think in number three somewhere. All right, the last recommendation of automation software is actually a piece of software that automates. So automation software, it connects multiple pieces of software and automates repetitive tasks between two or more of those tools. So such as data entry or email campaigns freeing up time that you could use in other tasks. So for example, you could use something like Zapier or I think there's another one, Integrate. If you have two pieces of software and they don't talk to one another but you want them to, then you can create what we call a Zap in Zapier. To connect them. So, for instance, if I have a lead book time in my calendar using my Calendly software, I can automate their email and name to go into my CRM software automatically by using Zapier, because those two pieces of software they don't currently talk to one another directly. So, those are my top nine recommendations for tools that you could implement into your business. And I haven't, like I've given you recommendations for the specific software, but these are just the names of tools like project management, CRM, accounting, communication, digital file repository, email automation, social media scheduling, appointment booking, and then that connection of automation software. So And all the examples that I've given you, as I've listed those out, those were just a few examples of the many available to manage and optimize your systems. The key is to find the tools that work best for you and your business and your specific needs. It's also important to note that the right tools can change as your business evolves. So, like I said before, we were using Slack we had a separate phone system and then a separate meeting software. And then we kind of went, oh, that's all feels a bit too much. And that was a lot of software to teach my newbies. So then I streamlined it because the needs in my business evolved. The software evolved. It allowed me to do more with less software. So it's something that you need to be constantly looking at. So Let's wrap this podcast episode up by taking a look at how you can go about selecting the right tools for your business. Before we start, I want to just say that you don't have to do everything at once. When I made the decision to move my business fully into the cloud from a terminal server environment, I did it one tool at a time over the period of about 18 months. So take your time, constantly review the tools, decide which tool you're going to evolve into a more sophisticated program and how that's going to impact your business, what's going to make the most impact. So I've got eight recommendations of how to approach this. So one is you have to identify your needs. So before selecting any tools, it's important to understand what your organization needs, and what problems you're trying to solve with that tool. Consider what you're trying to accomplish and what kind of data or information that you need to collect. What do you want to make faster? So identify your needs. Maybe I'll give you a quick story. Like I don't know, 10 years ago, when I had two offices in two different cities, and I had a team of 12 across those two offices I was looking for a phone system where I could have one number all external people would go to that one number they would dial into the office and we would have someone answer the phone and then put them through to the person that they were wanting to talk to regardless of where they were located in the country that was my need that was what I wanted But at the time that I was wanting that solution, it actually didn't exist. It did not exist. The only things that existed was I had to put a physical PABX into each office and then I had to have a phone line that went to each office. So if they wanted to ring my Wellington office, they had to ring the Wellington number. If they wanted to ring the New Plymouth office, they had to ring the New Plymouth number and then... They rang the Wellington office, but the person they needed to speak to was in New Plymouth. We couldn't transfer them. We had to get them to phone the other office. It was, I found it so frustrating. But now software tools have evolved. Now I have exactly that setup. I no longer have two offices. I don't actually have an office at all. All my team are remote. So you could say that we have multiple offices around the country, but we have one phone system where everyone comes into, all of my callers come into, they get to choose who they want to speak to and then they get directed out directly to that staff member who can answer that call. And then if they want to transfer the call, they can do that as well. So someone got through to one of my team members that actually wanted to speak to me, my team member can then just transfer them through to me. The client, you know, or the person at the end of the phone doesn't have to ring back. So good. So consider what you're trying to accomplish, what are the problem in your business that you're trying to solve with a software tool. Then do your research. Take the time to research the different tools and compare their features, their pricing, their customer support, what does that look like. Look for the reviews and the testimonials from other businesses that have used that software tool before. Don't be afraid to reach out and talk to some of those people as well. So then once you have maybe chosen two or three tools that seem to fit your need, they are answering the problem that you're trying to solve, then do some testing. Before committing to one tool, get the free trial or do a demo with the with the salespeople of that software tool to ensure that it meets your needs. Don't go buying the software blind. There are I mean, here's my lesson is there are many software salespeople out there who want to show you the demo and then just say yes to all of your questions. I did that with one piece of software and it cost me a $1,500 only to dive into the software and it was not what we needed. It was way basic that oversold the features, that oversold its capability. I think they were selling the future versions three years down the track of what potentially the software could do. So now I I refuse to take the salesperson word for it and I make them give me a back-end drive of that software tool. I want to get in the back end and I want to test it until I break it. I want to make sure that it does exactly what we want it to do. Yes, this takes some of your time, but I would rather invest time up front testing the tool than actually buying into it only to find that it doesn't do everything that you need it to do and you have to go back to this drawing board of researching more tools, testing more tools, buying into more tools. Like please don't do that. Narrow it down to a couple of tools and then really get into the back end of these tools and drive it. Really give it a test run. Get your team to test run it and then consider its scalability. So as your business grows, so will your needs. Look at your tools and think, how can they scale as my business scales? Because Every time you meet a new milestone, a new growth milestone in your business, you don't want to have to be changing tools constantly. You know, it's okay to maybe change from MailChimp to ActiveCampaign when you go from just a thousand people on your email list to now you've got 5,000 people on your email list and business is a bit more sophisticated. You've got more products that you want to offer your clients, you know. Get the tools that make the most sense for your business where it is, but think about its scalability or know what its limits are and know when you reach that point, you're going to have to upgrade to another tool. That's fine as well. Get what you need now, but consider the scalability of the tool. And then think about how it integrates with other tools that you're using. Consider how this new tool that you're considering will integrate with the other tools and systems that your business is already using. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to integrate directly because you've got tools like Zapier that allows you to connect your two tools. But firstly, you want to make sure that the software tool that you're buying into allows you to do that easily. There are some tools out there, and maybe it's just the event management industry, but the event management tools don't really like to talk to anybody else. Whereas more entrepreneurial tools, they're open to talking to other pieces of software. They just want to do what they do really well. So consider, you know, what are the other tools in your business that you will need your software to integrate into? And then there is a range of prices. So many tools come with different price points and different pricing plans. So if you come into monday.com, for example, the initial pricing plan is for three people. You can pay monthly or you can pay yearly, but it's three people on the plan. They do have a free plan, but it's, it's really limited to what you can do with that free plan. So take a look at the pricing plans. Know when you reach this point in your business, then you will jump up to the next pricing plan. When you reach this milestone in your business, then you'll jump up to the next pricing plan. So the software can grow with you. So again, comes back to that scalability. So is it scalable? And what are the costs and pricing plans Does this software have that meets you where you're at now in your business, but allows you to grow into other plans with more features as you grow? Make sure you choose the one that fits your business budget. Evaluate the customer support. Look for tools that come with good customer support as you'll need it when issues arrive. You know, so if it's a piece of software that you use daily, but you have to wait seven days to get a response from their support, that's just not going to meet your needs. Not when it is something that you use daily and that you rely on daily in your business. So if it's a high use software tool, make sure that your customer support meets the use that you have. You want to make sure that they can, they can respond to your issues in a timely way which equates to how you use the software. And then allow time to train your team. Make sure that they know how to use the tool effectively. Because you want to ensure that the tool is being used to its fullest potential and being used consistently by everyone on your team. There's nothing worse than, you know, having different levels of proficiency with your tools that you're using daily. So train your team, make sure they're proficient, make sure they are all using the software in the same way. And by following these tips, you can select the right tools for your stage of business, ensuring that they are what you need and that they meet you where you're at, they'll meet your goals, and they create efficiency with the way that you run your business. I also recommend that you track all of the tools that you are using. So track when the subscription renews, especially if you're buying an annual subscription or even if you're buying monthly, what day of the month does it renew? What is the cost of that subscription? And anything else that is worth recording about your software subscription. I do this with the monday.com board, of course. I have a board that is dedicated to my software tools. It lets me see which tools we are actively using, which tools we are testing, and which tools that we have retired or that we've said no to during testing. That's really helpful because, you know, in maybe three years time, when I might need to upgrade a tool, I can go back to my tools tracking board and take a look at, oh, what did we test last time we looked at this? Oh, it was that and that. What did we think of them back then? Should we retest them this time? Are they worth considering now we're looking to up-level our business yet again? So track all of your business tools. It can be in a spreadsheet or it can be in a Monday board. You choose. But that that's worth reviewing because That also allows you to keep track of subscriptions. So any subscription, usually coming off your credit card, you can stop any that you don't need. So you can stop that unnecessary spend in your business by cutting off subscriptions for software tools that you no longer need, but are just automating out of your credit card that you're completely unaware of. So take a look at, you know, your all your subscriptions in one place, make sure they're all up to date and it's what you're using and it's what you're using and nothing that you're not. Alrighty, my friend, that was a much longer episode than I anticipated it to be. But as you can tell, I love talking about the tools that can help our business be way more effective and help our team be way more effective. So that wraps up part one of the systems mini-series. As you can see, there are a variety of tools that can be used to manage and optimize your business. However, you don't need to have a separate tool for every process. There are tools that can have multiple purposes across your business, which is why I love monday.com so, so, so much. If you want to try monday.com for yourself, I've got an affiliate link that I will pop into the show notes. You can go and check that out there. You can get started with a free trial of monday.com and then if you have any questions or you like the look of what you see and you want to get my help to implement and we can spend a day together implementing monday.com into your business, then You can come work with me in a VIP container. You can head on over to the work with me page on my website. Also put that in the show notes. And that'll tell you all about how you can work with me in that VIP container. Before you go today, I want to thank you for being here and listening all the way to the end. All the links to this week's episode can be found in the show notes. And you can read a full blog of the episode at sandrajulian.co forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button and get new episodes as soon as they're released. If you'd like to reach out to me and chat about anything on today's episode or any of the previous episodes on the podcast, then I've got a link in the show notes so you can leave me a voice message or a video message. I really do look forward to hearing from you. Alrighty, have a productive week and I will talk to you again real soon.